What's up, everybody? It's Jesse Ziegler again. And Quinn Cody. Quinn Cody again. We're here at stage nine at the 2023 Dakar Rally Show. Shout out to Climb for being our presenting sponsor every year. Title sponsor, not our presenting sponsor. They're the big dog on campus up here. You know what today is out here in Southern California? Good day to wear Climb gear. It is raining like the dogs and the cats. And if you're not wearing Climb Gore-Tex, you're probably going to be wet if you're in Southern California right now. Yeah. It's a, it's a good day. Uh, well, maybe not today, the best day to go ride, but tomorrow is going to be a good day. To in go a couple ride. days, it's going to be an amazing day to go riding. And there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad gear. That's what they say. Yeah. Shout out sure. to those guys. Thanks to all our other sponsors, Rally Navigator, Giant Loop Moto, Taco Moto, Moto Minded, Ruby Moto. We got lots of motos in our very good moto theme. (laughs) We are a moto podcast and fast company moto (laughs) and Dakar Rally Daily Moto. Yes, sir. We're only going moto, moto for life. That's what I say. We're all about the motos. What happened today, Quinn? Anything exciting today in stage nine after rest day? Stage nine was, was a heck of a stage. We've we saw all kinds of stuff turned on its head. We saw the guys up front really struggling. Yeah. People blasting through water crossings, flooded rivers, all kinds of craziness. It was almost like uh, our special guest yesterday, Kendall Norman. If you missed that show, go go watch the, re- or watch, listen, listen and watch. It's going to be on YouTube eventually. Yeah. Uh, Kendall Norman, awesome insight, great details from his time in the races and what he's paying attention to now. And he called it today. He did. He said that there was, uh, we weren't going to see the guys up front leading from the front anymore. And there was going to be some big time gaps. Guys, stuff was going to start swinging. And uh, it swung wildly today. Yeah, he called it out that the safety of the top five might be over after today, mainly because of the course uh, conditions, you know, route, uh, length of the course, and, you know, basically sand dune navigation. Yeah, I mean, I, so it wasn't really the sand dune navigation that got him today. It looks like it was a lot of the river bottoms, a lot of the stony stuff, and uh, you know, yeah, there was some there were some waypoints that guys missed. So seems like they, you know, they got bit today up front. Big yeah, time. worst day of the rally to be leading, um, and the most time loss we saw ever. Um, let's go through the top ten so you guys can get a little bit of an insight into how everything shook out today. Two time. Dakar rally stage winner now, Luciano Benavides took the win today. We thought he and Skyler were in a good spot to get out there and make some time up. And man, he really hammered it down and took the win. Yeah. I mean, we, we nearly saw a, a flip flop of the starting order today with, with Luciano starting 21st Yeah, and, you know, finishing first and, and the guys that started up front literally finishing, you know, 20th 20th yeah. 22nd yeah really so, saw that flop happen this today for the first time this year really yeah yeah the so the big the big flip-flop even with the with the bonus time for opening it still wasn't enough to reward these guys for that difficult opening yeah as we kind of predicted yesterday we didn't i didn't predict anything yesterday but kendall could see it coming you could see it in his eyes he goes i think it's going to be over and those bonus times won't be enough to save you from the time that you can lose in these trickier navigation and trickier, you know, hidden waypoints. And really the rain has wiped out a lot of these clues on the course, like the roads that you would normally take to get to a waypoint. That's pretty obvious. Those are pretty much wiped out and gone. Makes it, makes it a bit harder to see. Yep. So, uh, Luciano got the win. Toby price on the KTM came in second place. Skylar Howes on Husqvarna knocked down third place. And then we got some, some new names out there, which I like to see some new names in the top 10 today. Yeah, some some good good names for us to butcher in the <laughs> Oh, that is true. We are going to butcher the these. All right, yeah, I'm going to yeah. go first. You want me to go first? Yeah, you go. All right. We got Tasha Sharina. Okay. And Tasha is on that Bass World KTM racing team. So, on the big big good rental team. He's from Spain. Dude, top 5 Dakar finish today. Pretty epic. Yeah. Very cool to see some, some a good new day. stuff in here and and this is kind of what we talked about uh, early in the, you know, early on in the rally is that the first week the the boys are going to be out there charging. And then the second week we're going to see guys that we haven't heard from 
very much starting to creep into the top 10 and get some top 10 stage finishes. Yeah, very cool. In fifth place, Roman, uh, Romain Dumontier, he's leading the Rally 2 division, I believe, um, overall. And he's been knocking on that top 10, getting some good finishes there. But, I mean, to get fifth today is pretty epic. Ideally, he had a good starting position today and outside that top 15 or 20. Yeah, you know, it, these guys, it, it's, it's like I said, it's nearly inverted. And, and you see, you know, Luciano starting 21st, then Price 17th, Howes 19th, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and then these two were 16th and 15th. So it, it it's basically just, it's just flipping where, over where you started today. Yeah, because the front runners, as we'll see in a little bit, they had quite a bit of trouble, at least in one waypoint that cost them a lot of time and probably a couple and some big crashes today, too. Can't. Can't yep. not talk about that. Um, after uh, Dumontier, we have Nacho Cornejo in sixth place. He started in 12th today. Kevin Benavides, uh, who, again, I picked to win, but he didn't have the big enough starting advantage. He finished in seventh today. He started in 10th. So he has kind of that lowest start finish with the highest place of the day. That's kind of the best case scenario that you could hope for. <laughs> 10th to 7th is the most improvement anybody had. Yeah, and, and Kevin, it looked like he kind of grouped up with the with the top guys today, and and so he was he was too close to the to the guys opening to really make a make a dent in any of the in any of the time gaps. So mm. he he lost a bit, but he didn't. You know, he managed his losses, and and you know he's still sitting, I believe, third in the in the general. So yeah, he's he's doing fine, but he managed some losses there. Uh, number eight today. Another newcomer in the top 10, Tony Mulek, Slovenian. Uh, first time at Dakar, read a little bit about him. He's raced a bunch of enduro and off-road and other racing and ISDE and stuff like that. But this is his first rally. And uh, man, what a great what a great feeling to get in the top 10 at a Dakar stage. Yeah. No, I mean, these guys are are really kind of creeping in there. And, and it's cool to see a, yeah. a little bit of the, especially some of the Rally 2 guys coming in and the rookies and things like that. Yeah, and then uh, we got ninth place, Martin Mishek. We've talked about him from the Czech Republic. He's been, you know, he's always considered, he's in that top 10 yep, fairly consistently every every last few years. He's been a threat, and he's always been been right there. He doesn't yeah. quite have the speed to run with the, with the top guys, but, you know, yeah, as as we see a little more attrition, he's the possibility to creep creep up there. Yeah, the consistency is going to pay off. Number 10th, we got a Hero Motorsports in the top 10 again. Those guys have really come back strong in the second half of this race, or not quite even the second half, but uh, you know, uh, Franco Kaimi, top 10. There you yeah. go. What do you think of that top 10? You're not it's, surprised. It's actually surprised me a bit. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'd, I woke up this morning and I, I didn't, it wasn't quite what I had uh, picked on the Dakar <laughs> Fantasy Derby. Just say that. Yeah, me neither. Although I did beat you today, so I think it was a great day. But we'll yeah. get into that later too. Um, I think um, I think the big the big stories today, other than Luciano getting his second stage win, which is epic, and he rode really well, and and the top contenders just getting a little tighter. Even now, there's only three seconds separating first and second. Yesterday it was thirteen, <laughs> so yeah. somehow that gap got tighter today, yep. which is bananas. So we, yeah, we saw you know. It looked like Mason Klein, Daniel Sanders, both uh, both struggled with opening. Also, Ross Branch. I think Mason caught Ross after the first, you know, thirty kilometers or something. So he, you know, Ross doesn't have a whole lot of experience leading out. Um, maybe doesn't do the the amount of navigation training that that some of the other guys do. So he's uh, he got caught up pretty quick. And I think he finished 28th on the stage and lost about lost around 25 minutes. Yeah, so more of a traditional loss we would expect on a tr tricky navigation stage. Not not like you could expect to lose 25 minutes, but it's not uncommon to lose around 20 minutes if you're leading a stage like this. Yeah, and today I think is the last of the real like road race stages where they're riding on roads. There there's riverbeds. There's these these difficult navigation decisions that you have to make to find the track. Yeah. And, and from here, we're going to move into the dunes and the, and the dunes is a different kind of navigation where you're following a cap heading. It, it's actually not that hard. Navigation isn't that hard in the dunes. What's hard is to, is to open the track in the dunes. Yeah. So guys are going to be losing time in the dunes in a different way, not from getting lost, but just from having to be the first guy over the drops and, and, you know, finding their way through the holes and stuff like that. And there's nobody to key off of when you're leading, even if you're just riding with your buddies on the trails, sometimes it's a lot easier to be like right behind them a few meters 
and you can kind of see what they're doing and you can predict it. The same thing happens with the dunes when you can see miles in front of you. You can see kind of where they're going and when they went up a hill and you can predict it. Yeah, you can see the tracks. You can see where guys are breaking and, you know, flying off the dunes and and whatnot. And, and also just watching their heads bob. And when you see a head disappear in front of you, you know that <laughs> you know, there's a downhill. It's going down. So speaking of downhills, if you watch uh, car highlights, you got to watch Carlos Sainz endowing off a dune today. Full send in the Audi e-tron yeah. <laughs> electric hybrid car thing. Sainz just never even lifted, just flew right off of this dune, yep. flipped over on its lid and, and they flipped it over. And I, I think they actually picked him up. He was, he was hurt. They picked him up in the helicopter and started flying him to the hospital. And then halfway to the hospital, Carlos <laughs> like, no, no, turn around, take me back. I'm, I'm, I'm still in this thing. I'm the matador. I don't fly in helicopters. I race in cars only. Get me back in the car. <laughs> Sir, you need to be checked out of the hospital. Don't you know who I am? I'm Carlos Sainz. El Matador. He get me have, back there. He might have jumped in the co-pilot seat and flown that thing back. Oh, the passion of that guy is epic. Um, but yeah, like you could see bricks going into the dune. You could see like skid marks and he ignored them. Yeah, there was, was no, awesome. no skid marks from Carlos. So luckily, I think he's okay. Obviously, that's our main concern. But really, uh, sort of, I don't know why, I don't want to call it a disastrous day for some of our favorites that we normally talk about, but it wasn't a great day for the guys in the top three that let out today. And particularly, Daniel Sanders got hung out and Mason Klein got hung out today. Those are my two big sort of guys that had negative days. Yeah, those boys lost, they lost a bit of time and, you know, uh, Mason, it dropped Mason from from third back to back to sixth in the general, and he's he's about 18, 18, almost nineteen minutes off the lead. Yep. So I mean, yeah, this time for sure we can see it, we can see it swing back the other way, but but it's definitely not where Mason wanted to be after after such an amazing start to the rally. And we were really looking forward to seeing him lead out again, another tricky navigation stage in terrain that suits him. You know, rocky roads, trails like that. But he never got the opportunity to really do that because of some big mistakes and big errors um, on his part, it sounds like. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like he had a, he had a couple good crashes, did mm -hmm. some, did some damage to the bike. We're, we're not, we don't have real detail on what happened. Um, it also we're, sounds like maybe he, he lost part of his road book, this extra road book that he had in his pocket. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, Bummer. tough, tough day for, for Mason today. And, uh, you know, but this is yeah. stack car, you know, it's, it's hard to keep, keep all your, uh, <laughs> all your stuff in, in check for, for this many days. If you look at those standings and you got the top five guys that let out today, they're all stacked down there in 14th through 20, you know, I mean, Sanders and Ross branch, 28th place for Ross branch today. And he let out. So really, mm -hmm. again, the story is the shift has happened. It may continue to do that every day now. So you got to be on the right side of that flop or else you're going to be hung out to dry on a day that you don't want to be leading. Yeah. 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 And now, and now's the time to make moves. So um, let's hear from the top guys. We've got some quotes from them so we can get the insight instead of us idiots just sitting here in California in the rain. Right. Let's, let's listen to people that actually do this for a living. Uh, let's start with the stage winner. Yeah, Two time stage know. winner. I bet he likes saying that. It is. Second stage victory, I I cannot believe really. Um, it's been a, a tough Dakar already for me. I just two days, I I struggle a little bit and I lose some time, but the rest I, I was feeling really really good and yeah, to win to win again is something something amazing. Yeah yeah, to be honest, today was was really really dangerous and you have to take care all the time. I was behind Skyler uh, after kilometer. I don't know, 100, and since then I, I rode with him, he did a really good job, and I stayed on his wheel, but it was, was really, really dangerous, many rocks, cuts, uh, we were on the lines of last year, so that was really, really tricky. Mm, insight, insight there. Yeah, you know, if you're crossing over the track from, from previous years, maybe there's something that's burned in. Oh, yeah. That you want to follow, but maybe the the actual route is not going that way. So guys will get sucked into the wrong track and start following track old tracks and thinking they're on the right, mm -hmm. the right route. And they're not. Also, if you look at um, some of the videos coming out, you'll see how treacherous the second half seems when they're in these like 
river washes or floodplains really. And they're just full of water. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's like mud, water, sand, mud, water, sand. And you don't know what you're going to hit. I mean, my favorite thing in the world, the big garbage trucks that are out there raging through, they're just buried, buried in the mud. It, yeah. And if those things get stuck. I'm concerned. Those things are so, crazy. Great, great finish for Luciano and, and, you know, two, two wins this year. So it's, so cool. uh, he's, he's really coming on and, you know, the, the Dakar is, these guys are kind of fighting for their, for their ride for, for next year. It is. You know, it's next it's, couple of years. It's and, their resume for their contract season. Cause the contracts end in March. At the end, right after Dakar, right after, basically. Like, yeah. So, you know, guys start signing the week after Dakar. January, January 20th contracts are up mm -hmm. and you know it, it, you never want to see anybody lose their ride mm -hmm. but you know in the end you have to look at results and and see what guys are doing and and you know you've got a young kid like mason klein coming in yeah and like who's on the bubble right yeah right exactly and, and Ooh, if that's I had a to, great post-race show yeah i mean if <laughs> i had to look at the the guys on the bubble based on results mm -hmm. right now yeah you know Luciano was kind of on the bubble coming into Dakar. I mean, he hadn't had, you know, he had a good performance in Morocco, but yeah, you know, and then, and then Toby price clearly like he's showing he's, he's still got the, he's still got the power. Maybe <laughs> yeah. up to Dakar, he hadn't had the results and there were some, some doubts coming up, but, but there's no question now mm -hmm. Toby's solid and, and he's kind of a career KTM guy. Yeah. He's, he's not going anywhere unless he so, wants to, it seems to me. Yep. Uh, let's hear from Toby. Toby, great, great ride again. Actually closed a gap three seconds out of the lead. Dakar Rally, probably right where he wants to be. Let's hear from him. So, so far, it's the, the best uh, time. How do you feel? Yeah, look, it's, uh, it's been a good day. Um, yeah, the boys kind of look like they got lost uh, just before the refuel, and um, I navigated through that really good. So, uh, yeah, we just try to push really hard today, and um, the next lot of stages, I think, are just going to be sand. So, uh, yeah, all in all, um, yeah, felt really good today. So it was, uh, it was nice to get a good rest day in and uh, come out, yeah, with a, a good hit today. So, uh, yeah, we'll wait and see. There's still plenty of racing to go, but, um, yeah, everything's, uh, yeah, everything felt great today. You didn't get lost because it was a tricky one for the navigation today. Yeah, it was a little bit of a tricky one. Um, I, I did kind of go a little bit right, um, just from the lines and everything that I've seen, and um, was starting to notice we're going off the cap a little bit. So uh, once I kind of got a little bit close to the uh, waypoint, then I, um, I I knew we were too far to the right and uh, kind of got a little lucky. I went across one uh, one big bank and um, could see two trees that were marked with the waypoint, and um, basically, yeah, just. Uh, Hoped and prayed that it was that one, and um, went that direction, and it validated pretty much straight away. So, uh, yeah, all in all, um, yeah, we're happy, and yeah, still, still a long way to go. It's uh, yeah, boys, uh, a few boys had some crashes today, so it's um, yeah, it's not over until we uh, we get to that finish line. Have you seen that Barreda? Uh, yeah. Did you see the, the crash or something? Yeah, I saw the crash. I didn't see him crash, but I seen him laying there. So. The first two guys that started in front of me had stopped for him, so it was was no point for me to, um, yeah, get get involved. So it was, uh, yeah, I, I just slowed down and tried to give them a thumbs up and see if they were all good. And everyone kept waving us on. So, uh, well, yeah, it's 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 tough, um, yeah, to get this far into the race and have that happen. It's uh, it's not the greatest, that's for sure. Thank you very much. Big insight to uh, a couple things there. One, uh, Beretta crashed really hard today. And got yep. in the helicopter to the hospital. We don't have any updates on John yet, um, but sounds like he was taken care of out yep. there with whatever happened. We don't know yet. Yeah, it's a shame to see Beretta go out of the race. You know, he was he was looking really good this year. Um, sounds like he's he's got dealing with some back pain, but we we don't have a whole lot of info on that. Mm -hmm. So we'll try to keep our eyes open and see. And hopefully Beretta's you know doing okay. But that's yeah, a, yeah, definitely a big bummer for him. Big uh, bummer. Uh, some clues on Toby's quote about, you know, some experience playing out there and really, you know, making, making a time gain. What was he talking about? Just randomly going towards tree, trees out there. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Toby started a ways back and he was basically following tracks and, and he noticed that, that everyone was starting to go a little bit right of the cap heading, which is our, our compass heading. 
So when you do that, generally you'll continue to follow because it might drift back, but you, you always keep that in the back of your mind that like, Hey, we're a little bit right. So if, if the waypoint, you know, if we get, if we miss the waypoint, I gotta, I gotta start cutting back to the left. And, uh, sounds like there was maybe a picture of a couple of trees in the road book where the waypoint was. And, and Toby was able to scan across the desert to the, to the left and see a couple of trees and just head that way and you know that just shows kind of old dog desert experience to, yeah to go after the go after the trees and go for the go for the landmark out there whatever it may be that might be the spot you're looking for yeah so toby nailed it it paid off for him today yeah for sure great job toby uh up third on the stage skylar house who still has the overall lead by a hair by a mustache hair you might say <laughs> mustache jokes uh, let's hear from Skyler after his stage today. See how uh, this challenging long day. Oh my gosh, 356, 358 kilometers of special test today. Yeah. Across that disaster of a course. So here's Skyler. No, the stage today was, man, pretty tricky. We hit, uh, we, we hit a section where we were missing one WPC. It was really, really like lots of stones and also deep with mud. So it was really tricky to navigate through there. I kind of knew that we were going off of the, the cap heading and uh, yeah, but more or less still had to do some circles. Um, that's right where my teammate Luciano uh, caught up to me. So I know I lost some minutes there, but uh, um, in the very beginning in the dunes also, there were some dune cuts and was actually kind of nervous to ride through there. So I didn't really go too fast. And, you know, I, I was really bummed out to see uh, Beretta on the ground was, you know, so I, from then on, I was taking it easy. And once we got out of the dunes into the into the stones and into the uh, faster tracks, like me and Luciano just put the charge on because I know we, we lost some minutes in there. And I was like, oh, man, you know, I was thinking that I had lost a lot more time than I did. But man, we did uh, we did a good job from the refueling all the way into the into the finish of the special. So uh, when we passed there, it looked like Luciano was was in front and me me just behind for uh, a few minutes so yeah it was um was a demanding stage for sure and lots of water i mean that was super crazy you're going through like giant rivers in the middle of the desert so it was uh another i mean we knew that after rest day it would still just be just as challenging and today we had many more challenges uh thrown at us so now we uh, we head all the way down to the empty quarter and uh i assume it's going to be the same more and more challenges down there. Mm. Teammates, that yep. Husk, those Husqvarna boys. I predicted that yesterday you, they were going to team up. You did, yeah. You you called that yesterday, and mm -hmm. you know they they teamed up and rode together and worked out worked out well. Too. That team, those two aren't going anywhere. They're such they have good chemistry. Yep, they're going to Husqvarna key off each other. Racing guys on the podium here today. Pretty epic. And Skyler leading out. Hey, I just thought of something. What's that? Well, he was talking, and I looked at the results. He has 11 minutes and 52 seconds of bonus time awarded to him this year so far. Sure does. So leading out in a leading-ish position tomorrow on a short stage, the stage is only like 110K tomorrow. 120, 152. It's, yep. it's a short special. If you could lead physically and gather up as much tomorrow tomorrow's one of those days where bonus time can benefit you because there's there's not a lot of time to lose tomorrow right this is true yeah it's, playing yeah. that to your advantage could keep you safe it might be the last day where you can get bonus time i mean i think there's bonus time all the way to the end of the rally but um from what i see yeah there's there's no refueling in the stage so i'm assuming that the bonus bonus the time will stage. be open through the whole stage but it's only 114 kilometers, so yeah. maximum bonus time of uh, gotcha. one and a half seconds per kilometer. So if you lead the entire stage from start to finish, you're... 300, 300 seconds or something. Yeah, I mean, one and a half times 114. 115. Yeah, I'm you know, not good at math. I already, I already talked about my math skills here. So, I mean, it's limited. It's not like those stages mm -hmm. where you have a long refueling. Like there, we saw a couple, a couple of... 260k where, or yeah, something you, yeah you were close to the limit there and mm -hmm. and then that's that's an opportunity to collect a lot of bonus points but yeah bonus gotcha. time could come into play though still i mean without those 11 minutes i mean skyler's in how far back is he <laughs> like eighth ninth place yeah i mean it, it 
it's 11 minutes so that's a that's already affecting the the general classification yeah very uh, interesting stuff and it sounds like he uh is strong healthy you know he's 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 definitely fit and strong and healthy yeah. <laughs> so i'm excited you know, to see where Skyler in, goes in the general which is interesting right now um you know the top three are are within five minutes of each other so yeah you know, toby price is just three seconds off the lead didn't and Kevin Benavidez is is five oh nine off the lead, um, but they've started to separate themselves. And if, if you go back to to fourth, it's it's almost sixteen minutes back to Adrian Van Beveren. And that's so that's where you see the the winner of this rally coming from is in those top four. I mean, it's still hard to tell at this point. Yeah, we still have a couple pretty long gnarly stages. Uh, we haven't seen any mechanicals yet. No, we right. Seen anything? You know, I mean, we're starting to see a couple guys crash and you know, wear themselves down. And, but I think attrition physical, physically and mechanically is going to, is going to come in. And something Kendall said yesterday was part of your physical attrition is your brain attrition going down. And maybe Mason had a little bit of that today. We don't know exactly. We're still waiting on updates and possibly, you know, if he has anything wrong with him, we don't know yet for sure. Cause he did have some crashes, but let's hear his quote today. It's not confidence inspiring. If I'm going to be honest in my opinion, yeah. <laughs> but Mason, I, I, he's been going hard the whole first week of the rally. And yeah, to put it lightly, he's been going hard. You know, like, like I said in the beginning, you know, he's, he's a great talent and he's got a ton of speed, um, but he doesn't have the, the base fitness and the foundation that, that these older guys have the brute Toby and, price strength. And week two is where that stuff starts coming into play. Yeah. Let's hear from him. See what, see what happened in his words after the finish, right after the finish. How are you today? Was it difficult? Uh, what was the crash? I don't really know. I think I crashed somewhere around kilometer 300. Um, I just kind of don't remember what happened. I mean, I remember that I ran into someone. I think it was Ross. I think we came together like this. Um, just my arm kind of hurts. So we wrapped it up. My roadbook fell out of my vest at the beginning of the race for the second half. So I've just like, I felt like the whole time we were going slow because I wasn't doing any navigating. Like I didn't know if the navigation was difficult or not. I was just, I just had to sit with everybody. And yeah, because of that, we were all riding really close and made the chances to run into each other a lot higher, I guess. You feel, you feel with uh, your head, you, you get a big crash on you yeah. see your helmet. I feel okay. I think I lost the visor yeah. in the beginning of the day. Um, I don't really know. It was a mistake? You were too fast or you didn't see something? Uh, I think Ross and I just hit each other. Yeah. Because, you, because you didn't have your own. Yeah, like we were all following someone and... Yeah, frustrating. Yeah, that doesn't sound super confidence inspired to me. Like, I hope he gets checked out. I'm sure he is getting checked out, and he sounds frustrated, pissed off. That's yeah. a pissed off Mason Klein. Yeah, he's he's a tough kid, and, and sure. you know he'll he'll be okay. I mean, if he made it to the end of the special, he'll be fine. But yep. uh, what it sounds like is he didn't have. Well, first of all, he. Lost he a road lost book. part of his road book out of his jacket. So maybe normally what you'll do is, especially if it's a really thick road book, like we talked about yesterday, they'll cut the road book mm -hmm. in half. And then at the refueling, they'll put swap the it out half in because it's too big to fit in the, in the road book. And they had a 330 kilometer liaison to get to the start of the stage. So that's a lot of road book notes yeah, or is it the liaisons don't have much. And, just and a, a couple lot of times turns. they just use the ERTF, even the digital. Yeah deal to to get them to the start of the stage so yeah. uh but the but the stage there's a lot of notes you know especially on like a uh kind of a tricky road race type type uh, oh yeah i got you thing yep. you know where there's lots of river bottoms and whatnot so a lot of notes um maybe he didn't zip his uh his jacket up or something but yeah. uh, anyway roadbook fell out so he he was okay to the to the refueling, and he actually collected quite a few bonus points. It looks like he's like three and a half minutes of of bonus time between the start and the refueling. So he was he was doing his fair share of leading out uh, in the beginning. Then after the refueling, it looks like he just had to basically follow. 
Yeah, and, and and ended up colliding with some of the writers. Yeah, I mean, maybe you know, shown a little bit of an experience riding a little too close, and mm. you know, colliding with another rider. I don't know exactly how that happened, but in the dunes, sometimes lines yeah. come together or whatever. Oh, for sure. And uh, you know, having a, having a pretty good crash. So let's let's hope he's okay, and you know, it doesn't affect him too much. But it has dropped him to sixth in the general, mm-hmm. and he's down. She's 18, 18, 18 minutes. Yeah. And, uh, he actually has 11 minutes and 55 seconds of, of bonus time that he's claimed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, between him and Skylar, like they're gobbling up all the bonuses, a lot of the well, bonus time, majority of the bonus. Yeah. Those two have basically split the, the most of it. Yeah. So he could, he could bounce back for sure on a big tricky stage. He's going to have a advantageous starting position tomorrow going into a short stage, not that much time to make up probably tomorrow, but in the leading stages uh, coming from there in the marathon skip between 11 and 12, maybe he's in a decent position to really minimize the damage from today. Yeah. The potential's there. I mean, uh, tomorrow at 114 kilometers, I don't see a massive time gap forming. I mean, yeah. they'll go as fast as they can for that, yeah, yeah. for that period of time, but you can only make up so much time in, you know, yeah. 60, 70 miles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I, I cannot make up any time in that. That's not enough. But room for I think me. what that's going to do is is that'll set them up for for stage eleven, mm-hmm. which is the marathon, yeah. and it's the big one. So what it looks like is the organization put kind of a uh, a little stage in there to basically set the the starting order for eleven and twelve, mm-hmm. which they're going to decide the rally eleven yeah, and twelve. I think that's going to be where we where we. Uh, where we find out who who's going to win this thing. Yep. Let's hope it's uh let's hope it's covered by 5 or 6 minutes still then. That'd yeah. be amazing if the top 5 and were still covered by that. Even though tomorrow's stage is is uh short shortly as our short special, yeah. it's still 624 kilometers of of riding. So they have a <laughs> massive massive liaison before the start. It's so mean every day. Like, first first bike rolls out at 3.30 a.m. It's so wow. mean. Every day they're just beating these guys down in some way. Like it, it's an easy day. There's only 60 miles of special tests, but you have, you know, 300 miles to ride total. I, I mean, I've always kind of said that was one of, one of my observations when I was racing Dakar is that the, the French have this like sadistic side to them that they like to to just watch people suffer and, and make a... Uh, a sport out of it. Yeah. Sport of you know, suffering. You look at the tour de France and then all the suffering. stuff they put the, these guys through and then the, the Dakar and, and this whole race is designed to just wear you down it's and punish an, you. It's an attrition race for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here we go. Getting into the deep of it. Now, somebody who also suffered from that attrition today, Daniel Sanders, we got a quote from him coming up. We want to hear and hear from him. Here's Daniel. Started off pretty motivated up the rest day and uh, was mostly down in third position. So caught the guys at about a kilometre, fifty, and then uh, we got sort of got stuck on about a hundred k's in. It was a really tricky, tricky note. We we went up onto like a up sort of like a cliff and then onto a full rock plateau, and we went up follow some tracks and we. They all disappeared. It had so much rain in this area over the last few days and all these tracks disappeared and we had to find a hidden waypoint. So we lost a bunch of time here and then uh, had a, you know, got found that and then kept charging through. Then we went through heavy flood plains and stuff. So it was a pretty wild day. Trying not to drain drown the bike. And um, yeah, we, we lost a lot of time today, unfortunately, and uh, made to the finish line. And yeah, we just probably the worst day to be out front for the Dakar so far so I just got the uh, bad end of the stick I guess and uh, yeah we're just looking forward to these last few days tomorrow's really short the stage is only 115k so it's going to be hard to make time up in that uh, but we'll keep uh, swinging off it and hope for the best and uh, yeah we've got five five days left I think so we'll keep going at the short end of the stick leading today he says 100, 100k in Doing donuts out there, trying to find a waypoint. Yep, yep. You can bad. see it on the map. Those guys got turned around. Yeah, these these boys were struggling, and you know it. It's it's not easy. No, if it was easy, it'd be called podcasting. <laughs>
Daccarelli podcasting yeah. is much easier. We can sit here and, and talk <laughs> about it all day long, right? Yes, we can. So those are the those are the main contenders. Uh, hearing from them today, like we kind of said in the beginning, the race has changed a lot today. Yes, it, it has. Um, it has. Shout out to them for being animals. Yeah, <laughs> and, another and pushing guy. On. Another guy who lost a bit of time today was was Matthias Faulkner. Yeah, quite a bit of time. We don't really know know what happened with him, but he was, I think, gosh, he he was twenty seventh, and I think he lost about twenty five minutes. So another one of the KTM boys, um, not having the best rally. Yeah, he started in eighth spot today too. So it wasn't a terrible starting position, but he definitely dropped out more than the people around him. I don't know. We don't know what happened out there. The, the second half of the stage, like we said, was wet, like standing water wet. And we're missing, you know, some info from those guys coming in. Yep. Uh, if we check in with our other normal people we talk about, um, Jake Argerbright finished in 24th today, started in 24th, finished in 24th. Yeah, it kind of looks like he's just he's just maintaining. Yeah, just riding. Just trying to get himself a finish and get, get some experience. Yeah, right. Good job for that. Um, our yeah. Americans, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Yeah. Paul Neff. Paul Neff's in. Paul Neff's in. And we've, we've been waiting on a, on a quote from Paul, but I, you know, he's probably sick of us by now. It was a, it was a long day today and they have a real early morning and I think he's still, his bike still needs a little love. So he's probably not uh, charging we, his phone anymore. We may not get anything from, from Paul today, but we do see that he, he finished up. And I think what fifty eighth or something like yeah, that. Yeah, great, great ride so, by Paul. Decent, decent ride from Paul, and uh, yeah, it was, it was uh, good to see him able to continue after, <laughs> after that chaos the last few days. <laughs> yeah, it's chaos, chaos. And then it looks like it looks like Mo Hart was able to to bring it in. Another one of the American Rally Originals. And yeah, eighty sixth today. Basically, one of the last guys to to finish the stage. Um, and at, at last check, uh, James Pearson was still out on the stage. It looked like he'd been stopped for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't really have any information on that. So we'll, uh, hopefully he can, he can fix whatever's causing him problems and, and get in. Yeah. My guess is it has something to do with water. It's what it looks like to me. I mean, so, the monster trucks were getting buried in mud. Right. So. You fall into one of those ruts from one of the big trucks and yeah, you're, you're not getting out for a while. You're just going to live with the truck people for a while, <laughs> move into the back of their truck and make a little camp there. Yep. Truck people. Those and are my you know, people. We, uh, we've been working our connections in the oh, Midwest yes. over there. This is big, and big info coming in people. We got some really great contacts that have reached out to us and we've been reaching out to them. Yeah, it's so really paid off. A listener of our podcast in the bivouac who's is getting inf- their information from us is is yeah. the, the voice of the Dakar. The best, like if you're listening to any of the extended highlights that Dakar puts out, you know, the epic images combined with the epic dialogue and dad jokes and mustache words. I didn't know there were so many words for a mustache until I heard this gentleman speaking the Dakar rally highlight reel. Yes. And Ashley house, Ashley house. We'd like to welcome you to the Dakar rally daily official correspondent team. (laughs) And it's great to have you because we have been watching those. Our unofficial correspondents. Of course. Of course. Well, yeah. Another unofficial correspondent. Yes. (laughs) We have them all over the place. Who's on the ground, giving us insight and details and his first assignment. Yes, we sent him on a mission to go find Miriam Poole. And he crushed it. Like we tried for days to try to get Miriam on the phone and Quinn just couldn't make it happen. And then we give Ashley one assignment. He's like, on it, done, sent us quotes. And we're going to play those. They're amazing. Miriam finishing in 43rd position today. Beast is mode. Incredible. This is her 10th Dakar. <laughs> so epic. I am so pumped on her. She's so cool. Uh, let's play that and you'll see why we're pumped on her. Let's go. So, um, sorry, do I have to say like, hi Quinn or the program or, uh, Hey Quinn, uh, it's Miriam here. Uh, thank you for your message. I am, uh, here in Riyadh at the rest day of the Dakar 23. 
2023 and um, I had a yeah a, a re- really a busy week with a lot of ups and downs um, I started strong I had a like a, a small uh, problem with a rock on the second stage I didn't see it coming and it threw me off the bike so I had a crash uh, I'm uh, bruised and blue on all sides uh, but that's it my bike was okay and further I am okay so I could continue um, the days are really long we had some uh, really bad weather so yeah at 5:30 here light goes out so we are coming back into the bivouac each day in the dark mostly also with rain and cold and um, the fifth stage I had some uh, mechanical issues I lost uh, over an hour uh, one hour 15 exactly and um, but I knew t- how to fix it and then um, it was uh, with the, my bike threw out the water so um, I was able to finish with it in the end and they fixed the bike so um, no I could have already been out twice and I'm still here so that means I had a really I have a really good Dakar and um, happy to finish the first week and um, yeah really looking forward to the second week and finally we get some sand so uh, and because I'm Dutch as you know uh, the only thing we have in the country we have no mountains no rocks but a lot of sand so uh, yeah usually we know how to to ride the sand so I'm looking forward to the second week now and you've had three top sort of uh, top 50 finishes in the last four stages you're lying in the top 50 as well kind of overall things seem to be going like really really well how have you managed to do that when so many people have failed on the way um of course i have one really big plus already and that's this is my 10th dakar so i have experience um for example with the technical issue i know a lot of people had it in the past they made some wrong decisions and not finishing or finishing with a lot more loss of time so that was one of the plus i knew okay i can finish with this stay calm and just make sure bring your bike in and yourself um and also the second day yeah uh, we always say um, you also need to have like a little bit of luck in the Dakar. I mean, everyone hits a rock once or uh, something else ha- can happen. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I do my navigation um, and yeah, usually I am really consistent. First, the first week I always need to get used to the big bike again because I don't ride it often. And, um, and yeah, well, once I have the, the confidence and we get a little bit more sand, then I'm going slowly into the top 50. And that's for me, uh, I mean, uh, the level is every year it gets higher and higher. And every year I'm also uh, surprised by myself because I'm also going still after 10 years. Every year I go faster and faster and faster. It looks like I need like 10 or 20 years to finally understand how it works. <laughs> Nice first week, Maroon. Thank you very much. Hey, thank you. That was fantastic. Great. Yes. Thank you, Miriam. That was really cool to, to hear from her. And, and, uh, Miriam was, you know, she was there when I raced my first Dakar on, on my team and, mm-hmm. you know, basically mentored me through, through the whole thing. She just, she just nailed it there. Like you need 10 years to really figure out how it works. Yeah. <laughs> and she's, she's crushing it. Um, we have to play this other bit from yes. Ashley who sent us this as you could hear Ashley he is a professional unlike <laughs> like some other people here on a the, podcast show States, but uh let's let's get this little insight from him as well about Miriam she said to tell you by the way that she was planning uh, to do to reply to your messages before she went to bed and she proved it to me by showing me that she had Quinn written on her hand <laughs> but I promised I would tell you um yeah go well guys i'm gonna go and go for dinner and then while i'm there i will look for kirsten as well <laughs> so cool <laughs> very cool yeah thank you ashley that was that was awesome and you know we love having the insight from inside the bivouac yeah so uh shout out to ashley obviously and also everybody watch those entertaining Dakar yep. rally highlight videos and the commentary that he's putting together he's writing all that stuff and then recording it you know, on the run, he's sleeping in a tent. Yeah. He's, he's doing the real thing. Yeah. He says he listens to us at night and is in the tent well, while he's, before he goes to bed. So hope you're getting some rest cool. tonight and you can check him out, uh, on social media. It's at Ashley presents. Yep. And, uh, he's got some cool stuff on, on his uh, Instagram. And, yeah. And we'll make out. sure we, uh, we start posting him up on ours and sharing some stuff so you guys can follow him on Dakar rally daily Instagram. 
very easy to find. So, so cool. Miriam's impressive, man. Like what a beast. And anybody who's out there racing, you know, in the 50th percent, like this is really, 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 really hard to do any of this. Um, the pros, like every other form of motorcycling, make it look super easy in highlight reels and what they're doing. It makes it look easy. It is not, (laughs) it's not easy for them either, but they're making it look that way. And the real normal people of the world can relate really to people like Miriam and how big of a badass she is for doing this for 10 years. Yeah. Miriam's, I mean, she lives in, in the Netherlands and you know, they don't ride in the desert up there. You know, they, all they have is sand, like she said, and she, for a long time, she was the coordinator, team coordinator for HT rally. I'm not sure if she's still doing that, but Mm -hmm. when, when I was at Dakar, she was managing, basically managing the team and riding at the same time. She must be massively organized. She's (laughs) very, very, uh, organized, special Uh, individual. Very cool. Thank you, Miriam, for taking time out of your busy schedule. And again, Ashley, thank you so much. Yep. And our, our other woman who's in the, uh, Mali moto class. Yeah. You you heard Ashley mention he was going to go find, uh, Kirsten, talk to her again, somebody who beat the crap out of me at Cedar sky this year, because she's a professional. I am not. Um, but another badass motorcycle racer, she finished, uh, 91st today, I think. Yep. So crushing every day, still making it in, doing all her own maintenance, doing all her own stuff getting running to the catering tent, getting some cold pasta, probably who right. knows what they're going through. And I think she was really pretty sick the first, the whole first week of the rally. So it's just struggling along and imagine, imagine that having to work on your bike and yeah. ride all day while you're, while you have the flu. Yeah. So shout out to Kirsten. Um, you were a beast. Um, we are pumped on all the competitors. Great job out there. Everybody it's getting, yep. it's getting deep into the, the, the trenches of struggle out there for sure. It is the and next few days are going to be, brutal and speaking of struggle struggle street the the dakar fantasy derby (laughs) results are up for today the struggle is real but i gotta say this is probably my best finish ever yes it's official jesse yeah actually beat me on the stage today jesse beat me at a racing but it's one stage jesse but i beat you at racing excited i beat quinn cody at racing (laughs) it happened it's fake racing with fake money on fake motorcycles <laughs> that other people are riding, but I did it. <laughs> I did it, people. And I think this is a victory, not just for me, but for all the people that have friends that are more talented at certain things than them that they wish they could beat them at. This is a victory for you people, too. I'm not <laughs> being selfish and taking this for myself. The underdog. Today, I would not like to talk to every about everybody I beat but in you know Dakar Fantasy Derby. You know I'd like to talk about this. Radic. Yes, exactly. Worse than than you beating me is is Radic beating both of us and, and beating everyone. Beating everyone. Radic proved to us that he's not cheating the system by sending a text message of his picks the night before to make sure he's not like tweaking the back end software somehow. It's legit. He's actually winning people. Yeah. He's disqualified, but he's winning. Yeah, he can't win any prizes. But he's winning. So and and Axel Pearson. Yeah, good job, Axel. Our uh, American heron hound uh, yeah. racer here. Keeping it real for the American desert races. That's Owen real. guy. He's always up there. Yeah, he's good been job. Top three every Dude's day. He's crushing really. it. And Jeremy Cable, who's really good friends with Skyler. Dude, Jeremy. Yeah. Eighth place. How do you do that? And to find me, I I was way back in here. Well, I mean, not terrible, but I, I finished 64th. How's yeah. it feel to keep scrolling on that results got, screen? I only got one guy. I got Stefan Svitko in 12th place. Good job. For a dollar. We should celebrate everybody who beat Quinn today. Yeah. Including, did my brother beat you today? I don't know. Yes, he did. Oh, wait. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. 52nd. But And and if you look at the overall page, Radic took the lead in the overall yeah, he's just good at everything that has to do with it's not fair. computers and, I don't know, probably sports. <laughs> he's better than I am. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Dakar get in there, Fantasy people. Derby, if you haven't signed up to play yet, you should really go check it out. Go to chainslayer.com slash Dakar. There's still time to win prizes. Mm-hmm. Yep, we got gift cards coming in and we, going out soon. We won't let Reddit collect anything. Yet you can beat me for sure. And probably Quinn, because I think Quinn's going down. I don't think he's got the experience 
to get through the second half of this rally on top. I think I'm going to come into my own and really start putting the hammer down the second half. We'll see. Short stage tomorrow. 114 kilometers in the dunes. Yeah. Who do you got, Jesse? Who do I got in the dunes tomorrow? Ooh, Quinn. You know I'm not prepared for this question. I ask it every day, so I think you would know. Mm, I don't make my picks until like pretty late in the evening, if I'm going to be honest with you. There's just not enough time out there, man. Could Nacho make up time and win? Maybe. Could Kevin win? Does Kevin want to win? Kevin doesn't want to win tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he wants to win. I think somebody like, I don't know. Maybe this uh, rally too. Maybe Dumontier could get a win tomorrow from rally two division. That'd be cool. Yeah, it It's hard to say. It's hard to say who's going to want to lead into stage 11. Who's going to want to hold back. Is this a, is this a prologue stage? Stage win, a, man. For somebody like Romain Dumontier getting a stage win. I mean, the way, the way I see epic. it, the way I see it working tomorrow is that they know there's not a whole lot of time on the table. So right? they're not worried about protecting it. So I think they're going to, I think they're going to hold back a little bit and wait for stage 11 where they know they can make big time. So if you do the math on this, if I'm Toby Price taking off tomorrow, second place, I can slow way down. The most I can lose is smaller than any of the other stages. And I'm going to wait until I get a good starting position for the next day. I think that the guys at the front are going to go as fast as they can. Gotcha. They're still going to lose time. (laughs) Yeah. But the guys at the back, like Daniel Sanders, Mm -hmm. like Faulkner, like Mason Klein, I think that they're not going to go for a win. They're not going to uncork it and try to win the stage. Okay. I think that they're going to hold back a little bit Mm -hmm. because they don't want to start stage 11 at the front where they can lose a ton of time. Got you. So it's a big risk tomorrow to start in front. Uh, I think to start stage 11 in the front is a risk. The the day after tomorrow. Yeah, you're right. That's what I meant to say. So we'll we'll see how it plays out tomorrow. I I don't know. Do you you have a prediction? Do you have anybody you would predict to win? I think it's going to be someone that's not, that we're not expecting. Okay. I think it's going to be like one of the guys like Ross Branch like uh Kaimi. Kami, uh, Kami, uh any any of these guys. I think that the guys that that are playing any kind of strategy mm-hmm. are are gonna hold back a hair and, you know, not not try to go for the big win because they know that if they're gonna win, like we heard Daniel Sanders, you know, Jordy Villadomes told Sanders early on, if you're gonna win, win by a lot. Yeah. You can't well, do tomorrow that. you're not gonna win by a lot because That's in smart. sixty miles, you think about it, hundred and fourteen kilometers, if you're Unless the lead guys get really lost and lose big time, in the only maybe you can make five minutes. Yeah, risk and reward. Uh, yeah, I think Hero is probably a good bet because they they want those stage wins. They want to keep racking yep. those up for the brand, and they're looking long term. That's yep. a that's a good point. See, once again, you know what you're talking about. Good job. But we'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> Today you make sense. Tomorrow it might all be baloney. Yeah, could That's, be turned on his head. Daniel well, Sanders could win by 20 minutes tomorrow, for all I know. All right, everybody, make your picks. Chainslayer.com slash Dakar. And also go to bivouacrally.com and buy a T-shirt so you can look cool yes. when you're breaking to your friends. Firing off T-shirts. Firing them out. Thanks, everybody. Right. It's a good show today. We'll talk to you all tomorrow.